Father God, would you please now, I pray, speak through my words and help us to hear you speaking to our minds and our hearts. Amen. Christmas is a time of coming together, but this year for many it's a time of separation. We are now separated from you and we're not alone. There are many who are having to quarantine or to self-isolate. Many here have been separated from those they love by closed borders, and some of you will have been separated from those you love by the final barrier, by death. But the message of Christmas includes the hope that those who are separated can be brought together, can be gathered together. It begins with the bringing together of God in heaven and human beings on earth. We heard in our readings how because of human sin, because of our rebellion against God, human beings were cast out of the Garden of Eden. They were cut off from God. And without God, we are lost. We do not know why we are living, what to live for, or how we should live. Of course, most of the time we do not think about those questions and simply get on with the business of living. But when we do think about them, we realise that our only reference point is ourselves, and that we are alone, and that we're without hope. We are going to die, and those we love are going to die. But we also heard from the readings from the prophets that God created us for far more than that, and that God loves us. He created us that we might know him that we might care for this creation as his co-rulers, that we might delight in him and delight in each other and in this universe. And he had created us, that we might become and live as his sons and daughters, free of sin and sickness and death. And so at the first Christmas, God reached out to us in forgiveness and in love, we could not get to him, we'd become too lost and too disorientated, but he came to us. He broke the barrier of our rebellion and of our hard-heartedness and of our blindness to him. The child was born and the angels announced the birth to the shepherds. They sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards human beings with whom he is pleased. At Christmas, God, the Son of God, comes to us from heaven and is born among us as one of us in the stable. When I worked many years ago uh, in a parish in inner London, there was a lady who lived in what can only be described as a shed. She was called Mary. She was in a dreadful state. Her face was filthy and all pocked and scarred, and she stank. The local kids called her Smelly Nelly, and they made her life hell. One day, Mary came to our church. She sat down in the back row, and nobody sat near her. We came to the peace, and I noticed that everyone, when they started to shake hands, do you remember the time when we were able to do that? Well, when everybody shaked hands, I noticed that nobody went close to Mary. They all avoided her. Apart from Annette, 
She went up to Mary, but she didn't shake Mary's hands. Instead, she said, Mary, it is lovely to see you. And then she bent down and kissed Mary on the face. At Christmas, God comes to filthy, stinky, pocked and scarred humanity, and he kisses us. One of the things that I miss this year are handshakes. Handshakes are a significant part of our social skill set, particularly for men and particularly here. They're a sign of acceptance and approval. And to refuse the hand of another when it is offered to you, even if you're doing it in their best interests, is to feel that you are treating them like a leper, as if they had the plague even though the reason you're doing it is because you are possibly the one with the plague. If you're shaking the hand of another, then you can turn your face from them, but you cannot turn your back on them. You're giving a little bit of yourself to the other. You become part of them for an instant. At Christmas, God breaks through the barrier that separates us from heaven and offers his hand to us. It is a pure, clean, uninfected hand reaching out to our filthy, unclean, infected hand. It is the sign of his love for us, his forgiveness offered to us, his acceptance of us. And he offers us his hand knowing that when we take it, we will become part of him and he will become part of us. The consequence of the virus that we have, the virus of sin and death, he knows will pass to him. And he offers us his hand knowing that he will suffer the results of our deadly infection. And that happens when 33 years later we nail him to a wooden crossbeam and he dies on the cross. In some of the earliest Christian imagery of the Nativity, we see how the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes could also be the body of Jesus wrapped in the grave clothes and laid in the tomb. The crib and the cross, they are woven together. But in coming among us as one of us, God offers his hand to us. He invites us to receive it because in receiving it, we will become part of him. For as long as we want to hold on to him, he knows that if we receive it, then his love and his life and his peace will pass to us. It's like a good infection that is passed to us. It will do its invisible work, giving pass, purpose, peace and hope and life. As John writes to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Christmas begins with the bringing together of God and humanity in the baby on the manger. Christmas is the hope also that one day we will all come together, we will all be gathered together. Our hope as Christians is that the child who came to bring peace between God and us will also bring peace between people. He alone can remove the sin and the fear which divides us. The tragedy is that while we live in this world of sickness and de of sin and sickness, of fear and mistrust, and especially in the current crisis, there need to be physical barriers, there need to be borders in place between peoples. Much as I do not like it, 
I need to be in quarantine. But when God offers us his hand, he knows that when we receive it, we will also become part of everyone else who receives it. Just as he has become part of us, so we will become part of them. And as the church, we should, in some small way, begin to embody that. And I treasure the fact that at most of our services, the central act is a symbolic meal, when in normal times we eat bread from one loaf and drink wine from one cup. And we can have people from about 30 different nations gathered here, coming not only to receive from his hand, but coming to receive that offered hand. And we come together, gathered together by him. So although this will be a different Christmas, in which you may be separated from those you love, I do pray that you will see the hand in the manger, the hand of God offering himself to us. And I pray that as you take that hand, you will again know the love that comes from God, the forgiveness, acceptance and peace that he offers, and that you will know the hope of Christmas, the hope that rests on the love of God, the hope that in Bethlehem, God comes from heaven and kisses the earth, the hope that one day there will be a world in which there will be no more sin or sickness and no more need for barriers or borders or walls, and the hope that one day when together with all who have welcomed and received the Lord Jesus, who have taken hold of his hand, even those we have loved and who are now lost to us. Heaven and earth will finally come together and we will see Jesus face to face. May you know the peace and the hope of Christmas and may God bless you.